It's time to fire up the three-cylinder star drive, the show that sputters along, touring a galaxy of pop culture and fanboy fiction. And now, here are your hosts, Richard Coots and Roger Colby. Hey, uh, welcome back to Three-Cylinder Star Drive. I'm Roger Colby, and I'm a science fiction writer, novelist. And I'm Richard Coots, and I am a fount of pop culture trivia. Yes, you are. Okay. Today on the show, we're going to talk about um, just cartoons. Just cartoons. Just but cartoons. But not just any kind of cartoons. Not just any cartoons, man. We're going to talk about um, the works of Ralph, Ralph Bakshi mm-hmm. and the works of uh, John Chris Falusi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, Bakshi first. I first was introduced to Bakshi when I... Because I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan, okay? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, Ralph Bakshi did the did a, an adaptation of The Lord of the Rings. Like a cartoon adaptation. Oh, was that... Yeah, yeah, I remember that. From 1979, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, right, yeah. And um, it was like... Uh, Really, my first introduction to like a visualization of what I'd been reading like all this time was like, oh my gosh, there's Gollum, and he looks exactly like I imagined him to be. Um, but basically, uh, did you know how he did his um, his animation for the film? How he made the people look lifelike? Uh, no, I don't. He filmed people running around doing things that you know he wanted to animate, and then he just animated over the film. Oh really? That's yeah. It's pretty clever to do that before the times of uh, mm-hmm. you know motion capture and stuff. Oh well, so. they, they actually did that. I think they did that for Snow White. Oh, uh, motion capture. Yeah, not motion capture, but oh right, yeah, I know people, what you're talking about. But what they did with that was they yeah. would watch the film and then like animate to make it look. But with Bakshi, he like animated right over the uh, the actual live action footage. Um, but he. Uh, he made these really this really crazy cartoon called <laughs> The New Adventures of Mighty Mouse. Okay. And uh, I remember watching it because I was kinda older when it came on and um, you know, I was in high school. And um, I was watching, I was like, dang, this is a funny cartoon. It's just so irreverent and just wrong. And there was, you know, bits of it you were just like didn't oh, and uh, it kinda felt like uh, you know, later on he made Cool World. Really, Boxy, okay. Boxy did I that. I know he did that. Um, yeah, but it was like the animation, and it was <laughs> there were things in in the uh, the the Mighty Mouse cartoon that probably shouldn't have been there, mm-hmm. and it started to get a little bit more and more over the top. Um, and Boxy is notorious for like being you know shaking his fist at producers and stuff. So there's this one episode of uh, <laughs> the new New Adventures of Mighty Mouse that got him kicked off the air. And it's an episode where Mighty Mouse finds this huge pile of powder, this white powder stuff, and he puts his face in it. He, like, accidentally lands in it. It's supposed to be flour, and he lands in it, and it gives him, like, extra powers. (laughs) It was like cocaine. And so they got kicked off the air for having Mighty Mouse snort cocaine and go crazy. (laughs) So... um, Really, that's kind of what we're talking about today on today's show is uh, cartoons that kind of go bad. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, you know, we it, cartoons are supposed to be for kids, right? Right. They're supposed to right. be. Originally, maybe, uh, in the 40s and 30s, they were used as propaganda and stuff. And oh, yeah. Whatever, uh, major but, snafu. Right, yeah. Um, but uh, Private snafu. Yeah. And so, anyway, there are these cartoons that, 
are fun to watch at first, and then you watch them again, and you're like, oh, my God. It's like um, what they do with uh, Cartoon Network did a thing with, like, uh, the Super Friends, uh-huh. where they were um, <laughs> look like the Super Friends from back then. What was that show? Um, oh, Birdman Lawyer. Oh, yeah, Harvey or, Birdman. Yeah, Harvey Birdman. They, they, they actually took all the Hanna-Barbera cartoons and threw them into very adult situations. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, they're a lot of fun to watch, but at the same time, it's pretty wrong. And so, and if you're a little kid and you turn that on, it's like, what is this? You know. Um, and I think it's probably Ralph Bakshi that kind of started to blur the lines between... Mm-hmm. Like the adult cartoon and the kids' cartoon. See, in the 90s, a Nickelodeon, well, we can talk about Ren and Stimpy all day, but it's, <laughs> uh, but but they, a lot of their other cartoons, let's see, uh, Rocco's Modern Life and yeah. even Rugrats got right. away with so much. Oh, man, Like Rugrats. stuff I wouldn't, stuff that I wouldn't, that I did not notice when I'm a kid, but stuff I go back Watch it like you there's watch an episode, like, yeah, like an episode, episode of uh, uh, of Rocco's Modern Life. There's okay. an episode where he's clearly a sex phone operator, sex <laughs> line operator, and then there's an one that gets really adult that you just don't think any of as a kid, but parents that saw it would probably know is where Mrs. Bighead uh, <laughs> is like this giant frog. She's yeah. married, but she's like seducing Rocco, and she like strips down to nothing. <laughs> and then there's this part where her eyes get real big, and she goes, Rocco, touch my big eyes. And he's, and he's like... Yeah. Um, so yeah. then there was... Okay, so then there was Ren and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy. John Chris Felusi created uh, Ren and Stimpy, which, to my to my estimation, still is one of my favorite cartoons, if you look at the original version. Uh, mm-hmm. What it became later on Spike... Or what was the other channel it was on? It was, it was on, on Spike. Spike. Yeah. It was Spike, and it became... Uh, it became really just not Yeah, it was like I a really, really short run called uh, um, Stiffy, uh Something Cartoon Party. Yeah, adult cr- Cartoon adult Party. Adult Cartoon Party, yeah. And it was... It was just pornographic. Yeah, I, I turned over there one time. Oh, Ren and Stimpy's new episodes. Oh, no, this is not what I want to watch. No. So, um, but the original Ren and Stimpy is still... You can watch those episodes and just die. I mean... Mm. Powdered Toast Man. Powdered Toast Man. Uh, I mean, wow. Powdered Toast Man is one of my favorites. Um, log. It's just a satire of what, why we buy. You know, we buy these stupid things, and they're worthless. I love I love um, one of their Christmas episodes. Their Santa carry, uh, <laughs> care, uh, character, uh, Stinky Weasel Teats. <laughs> what a great name. When, <laughs> and you leave like rotten eggs and dirty socks or something yeah. for him. <laughs> the the uh, the <laughs> the tooth fairy. The tooth fairy. The tooth fairy. And you think the tooth fairy is this cute little fairy or whatever? It looks like a really old man in a in a in a ballerina dress with oh, like no teeth. One of the best episodes <laughs> was Jerry the Belly Button Gnome. Oh yes. By, played by uh, uh, Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah, who got in some trouble himself for some voiceover when he after he's after he started doing the voiceover work for the duck. Oh yeah, and they're like, and they you can't, do you anymore. can't do the duck anymore. <laughs> um, but Ren and Stimpy, uh, as it was, was just such a great cartoon. Yeah, it's too bad where it went later on because they True. fired, they fired, and I'm not talking about the Spike stuff. Sure. They fired John Christoph- Chris Felusi. Chris Felusi. Yeah, and uh, his name's he, hard to say. Yeah, it is uh, because they're like. Okay, we want 
lots of fart jokes. He's like, no, I want to do this other stuff that I think is funny. He's like, no, we want fart jokes. And he like, wouldn't go along with it. So they've just straight up fired him. They fired him and they took over his creation. Yeah, I mean, so like really the, the last two cool. series, seasons, he wasn't involved in it. No, all. they weren't very good. No. They weren't very good. Um, I mean, <laughs> and they, you know, the thing about Chris Felucci was that it got so dark. It like, did. You know, like, the Lord loves a hanging. That's why they <laughs> gave us necks. Uh, <laughs> oh, just just uh, during the happy, happy joy joy song, uh, he's there's a guy in the background going uh, going up. He's like, I told her she would shoot. She wouldn't listen. Why wouldn't she listen? I told her she would. Sh- I would shoot. It's so dark. Yeah, I mean, it it's is. like there's these little bits in there where um, you know Ren or Stimpy will stare at the other one, and there's absolute murder in their eyes. Yeah. You know, and it's like this seething stare for like or um you know the what was the one where all you ever see oh there was where they were selling rubber nipples oh yeah the, yeah that was great <laughs> selling rubber nipples and then and the, you never see the guy's face you just see like legs and a pipe like moving at the top of the screen to illustrate his mouth moving or whatever yeah but there's, there's one bit in that where he just like has this psychotic break almost the guy because they're selling rubber nipples too uh-huh. he like, has this psychotic break it's, I don't want no nipples. He <laughs> yeah. like freaks out. <laughs> There's one episode I can't believe ever made it to air, and it was called, um, oh, what was it called? Anyways, they, they like pay the babies in a family to like mm-hmm. take over their position as the babies in a right. family. And it gets really disturbing. They're like, yeah. family bath, and they're all getting in there naked, and there's like this really creepy naked grandpa. And it's He's like, all hairy. Yeah, it's really nasty, and I don't know how that ever got onto Nickelodeon. You know, Chris Felucci pioneered a lot of things, too. Like, um, the re- you know, you wouldn't have the style of SpongeBob if mm-hmm. it wasn't for Chris Felucci because they basically robbed it from Ren and Stimpy. The whole bit where they show a close-up of some disgusting thing, and it's like a really intricate painting of oh, some yeah. inside of someone's ear mm-hmm. or something just dis- disgusting, gross thing. Um, that was something that Chris Felucci would do. Um, one of my favorite episodes is the ones where they go out and they observe the lummox in his natural. Oh habitat. right, yeah, that was pretty <laughs> funny. Big stupid lummoxes wandering around. <laughs> they look like apes with <laughs> whitey tidy underwear on <laughs> and a wife beater. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so bad. <laughs> so um, anyway, that's uh, that's pretty much. Uh, I guess that's it for that. Um, so well, then, what's another thing? Well, we. I just want to talk about real quick his stuff that you can find on YouTube. He does some Hanna-Barbera shorts. Oh, yeah, Hanna-Barbera shorts. You need to check these oh out. Oh, my gosh. He's got one, a couple of Yogi Bear ones, but the one that you need to watch is called Boo Boo Runs Wild. <laughs> Basically, Boo Boo goes feral. and Ranger's, Scratching on the bark. He, yeah, he's like pulling the bark off, and the tree's going, ah, oh, my gosh. But he's like... <laughs> like he like goes down all fours and he's like and he's like drooling everywhere and his tongue right. is slapping all over everything <laughs> and Ranger Smith is ordered to murder him I mean just kill him off because he's gone feral <laughs> and it's pretty messed up I won't yeah. tell you the rest of it but you go watch there's it there's one with the Jetsons right where uh, right. George Jetson disowns his son yeah he basically just yeah he just replaces it just some with a robot. It's pretty. I love you, son. I love you, dude, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty messed up. <laughs> All right. Our uh, dollar rental of the week this week is Septic Man. So here's the thing. 
So it's about this guy, and he's like the septic man for the some town, like the head guy. <laughs> and Julian Richings, the great Julian Richings, mm-hmm. shows up, and he's like, I'm going to pay you like $20,000 if you'll stay behind and figure out what's contaminated our water. They're, they're evacuating the city because the all the water's been contaminated. <laughs> and so he goes down there, and he winds up just in this giant thing of sludge, uh, poop, and so there's so much poop in it. So much poop. Uh, basically, the opening scene is... is say prob- poop one more time. Yeah. And, okay. Okay. Poop. Um, <laughs> but the uh, opening scene, if you want to know what you're getting into, the opening scene is on is on uh, YouTube. But anyways, he goes down there, and he basically gets stuck down there, and he's trapped down there with these two uh, killers, mm-hmm. are down there, and, um... One of them's, like, mentally challenged. Yeah, one of them's mentally challenged, and the other one's, like, this guy who thinks he's a rat or something, and he has his (laughs) brother, like, file his teeth off, and he basically doesn't really say anything. He's just kind of just hisses and stuff like that. Um, But anyways, he's just... The septic man is just stuck down there, and he basically gets covered in poop and basically starts to mutate and just go completely insane. And here's the thing, there's no humor, no levity throughout this entire thing. It's completely, completely straight. But he looks kind of like he looks kind of like the Toxic Avengers near the end. Um, but he's basically, like, goes crazy, and he's, like, picking up all the poop in there and, like, just pouring it down his mouth, and it's disgusting. Basically, So he yeah. dies of hepatitis. Yeah, but he just kind of goes crazy, and there's really nothing, there are no redeeming qualities about this at all. Although there's kind of this bluegrass... Song about the septic man during the credits. That's <laughs> really? kind. Of, that's kind of funny, but honestly, I can't oh really. Word. I can't really <laughs> suggest this to anyone. It's just unless you just unless you just want to watch some about two hours of poop. <laughs> that's pretty. So you say this movie's pretty cruddy. It's yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty <laughs> cruddy. It's probably the. It's literally the the cruddiest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> All right. Well, um, until next time, I'm Roger Colby. And I'm Richard Coots.